welcome to another podcast with Leap Organic CBD and today we have the wonderful Jack on today. So Jack, would you like to introduce yourself please? Yeah, Michelle, thank you for letting me come on. This is, um, this is really cool, this is exciting to be fair, so thank you um, and nice to meet everybody. My name is Jack and I am author, a public speaker, mental health advocate uh, from Birmingham. Yeah, I'm from the West Midlands. Fantastic, well that's it kind of opens up a whole load of doors there because you said all my favourite words. Um, so really? Yeah, like, mental health advocate is amazing because um, for those of you who don't know, I struggled with mental health for about 15 years and that's how I started my business up because of the mental health journey that I oh, had wow. and how CBD helped me. So I'm really keen to speak to people like yourself to discuss your journey and how you help people and interact with people. So do you want to tell your story? Let's do it. Gosh, how have you got? <laughs> Let's go for it. As long as it doesn't matter, it's all about educating. Yeah. Where to begin? I mean, so uh, right now, for full disclosure, I'm 23. Um, and my journey, my spiritual journey, my mental health journey, all of this stuff started when... So my mental health journey started when I was 13. And at 13, I was diagnosed with PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, and also generalized anxiety disorder as well um so anxiety and ptsd and that was happening from 13 and that kind of the ptsd got better because i had counseling for that and i was able to really understand that a lot of the thoughts that i was thinking were very catastrophic i was very it was very catastrophizing really kind of thinking of the worst all the time and it's just a really, really bad headspace to be in. Even now, it's making me sweat. Um, and although that was 10 years ago, which is weird to think that it was 10 years ago, and I'm sure you can relate that, although something happened 10 years ago, in the moment you're like, oh, that could have been two minutes ago. Yeah. It's like, and it's, it takes you back. Well, that's how mine started. Mine was PTSD 15 years ago at the birth of my son. Very traumatic. So I was diagnosed with exactly the same things as you. Wow, see, there we go. And it's... Um, <laughs> interesting with that one as well because I think it's good that we break that down for people because I think until recently people think PTSD is something that you know like people from the army have and when I heard about it at 13 I was like there's no way I can have that because that's what you know that's what people from forces get yeah. and now I'm realizing that really it can be it can be a really small thing to somebody else but to you that can be a really traumatic uh, situation it's, it's when something traumatic and, and everybody's level of trauma is different and it's how you interpret it at that time and if you're getting flashbacks and things going mm. on and keep going over that moment you really need to be thinking have i got ptsd not saying that everybody needs help and all the rest that i did but if it started Me to too. overtake your life you need yeah. to, it could be something, people have had car crashes, mine was the birth yeah. of my son, it could, be, it could be a death in the family, it can be something, what Mine was that, yeah, a death in the family, yeah. Yeah, and it can be, and you were at an age probably that was a very significant age, you were growing and learning about yeah. being a young man. Yeah, and I think that's, I think when you get to know something at that age, you, you don't, you're not equipped to deal with that at 13, it's like 13, you kind of just like, you've got, I think that's a really hard age because you've got hormones then and it's like everything's kind of happening and like puberty's beginning and you're just learning about the world and um, emotional development, isn't it? Yeah, it is massive. Still with that stuff, it's um, 
it's on a whole new level. So that happened and I got better. And like I said, I had lots of amazing um, counselling with CAMS, um, which is, yeah, Child and Adolescent Mental Health, which um, were brilliant to me then. And that was, like I said, 10 years ago. And yeah, that kind of just happened. And the anxiety was always really there, to be honest. So through school and through, right up until the age of, um, 19 really so it, that was just kind of then the background though so it didn't really take over it was just there in terms of like social situations and being in big groups of people but it wasn't well I say it wasn't taking over my life but I think looking back it was absolutely hindering it a lot so stopping me from doing things and stopping me from being who I wanted to be uh, so all that... you also... sorry I, I also used to think well uh, that's just on. normal that's just the way I am yeah and... That's it is, it becomes part of you. It's just like everybody must get like this, and like it's just the way I am. I'm quirky, I'm different. And yeah, I thought that I thought that it was just a normal thing, but then I thought, wait a minute, this is actually really affecting me from doing things now. And I want to be like, I want to hang out with my friends like everybody else's, but for me, it's like, oh, this is like a really nerve wracking thing. Um, and that was just kind of down the background, and then at 19. Um, that's when everything changed. So that was so it's five years this year. So it's it's nice that we're doing this now because it's been five years now since I had this awakening and started this journey that I'm on now. So this is this is where everything started really it was in 20, uh, 2016 when I was nineteen and that was in the summer, so it's almost been five years. And basically, um I don't want to scare anybody, but I had um, I call it a spiritual awakening, mm -hmm. and I don't want that to scare people. Yes. Do not be afraid. Um, it wasn't scary at all. It was just a bit of an out-of-body experience where I was kind of realising the amount of pain and torture that I was inflicting on me because along with, like, being anxious, leading up to that, I was really... I was a very negative thinker, um, and obviously people see my page now and they're like, no, I don't believe you, there's no way. But sadly, it is true because I was the exact opposite of what I am now. Like, it, it's really hard to explain. I'm, it's so far removed that I feel like I'm the opposite to what I was then. Um, and just really, I think I was like that though because of the mental health growing up and the headspace I was in. So I was very negative, very negative thinker. I had no motivation or really any desire to really do anything. I just kind of just went through school and just did stuff. But I never, but looking back, I would have loved to have done all the, the sports, the extracurricular stuff, like been in like school shows. I didn't do any of those things because I just didn't have the motivation or the drive because internally there was just a battle going on. And when you're exhausted with that battle. Thank you, you get it. Yeah. I was exhausted all yeah. the time. Like that's the words that I use, exhaustion. Um, so I never had that, you know, desire or drive to really do anything or set goals or be motivated. So, but things like positive quotes and motivational things, I would just laugh at. And now, this is what I do. So I, there's no way I ever plan. I never planned any of this. I never um, thought that I'd be into this sort of stuff. And one day I was in bed, and I think it's because I was also ill at the time. I had a high temperature. I was in bed, not feeling very well. And I think the high temperature led to me having a bit of a hallucination thing. So out body, you could say hallucination, I would call it spiritual awakening, where I realised it's almost like, well, it did happen. A different, I was talking to myself, but it wasn't me. It was a different version of me. Um, and the only way I can describe it is it sounded like it was my higher self. And wow. I'd never heard that before. Yeah. 
and it was weird because the voice it was my voice but it wasn't my voice the voice sounded different it sounded like it was more grown up it sounded more confident and again at that stage of my life i had no confidence i had you know doing something like this now there's just no way um and the voice basically just said that if you don't stop what you're doing if you don't stop this like pattern that you're in um things are not going to work out well it's almost like your subconscious uh, just leapt forward isn't it it was and the weird thing is is that i now know that it was that but back then it was actually quite scary because i'd never heard it before yeah ever so it's almost like for some reason that day it, it connected mm. um and it's absolutely not been magic since then it's just been slow progress so from that kind of day i just started researching different things and the first thing i researched was like self-love because i was the opposite of that at that stage i thought i need to start loving myself and then from there i got into like meditation then i got into like just self-care and setting goals for myself so it was really like a, a butterfly effect well, I suppose it's like, um, I always put the analogy of like going to the gym. You can't go to the gym and expect to be this amazing fitness superstar. We've all got to start somewhere and we build up slowly and we get better and better. And that's all that you've done. You've added loads of different skills to that health and wellness journey, isn't it? So true, isn't it? And I think it's, it's nice to explain it because we don't get the chance to do that. And people, you know, they, they see your page and they see what you do, but they like now now you know what has actually happened it really has been like really slow progress like all oh, this has been really slow it's been adding adding meditation then adding something else then adding something else and trying things and trying other things then the only reason i'm doing this podcast now is because for the past five years i've been relentless in in this stuff in trying to better myself and trying to find a different way because I, I didn't have a clue about positive thinking. I didn't have a clue about the law of attraction or what that was, or spirituality, or any of this stuff. I did not have a clue. And I also didn't have a clue about mental health mm. because no one spoke about mental health. And that was only 10 years ago, yeah. um, which is quite sad because it was only 10 years ago, but in school, nobody would speak about mental health. Whereas it's now it's huge. I mean, that's one thing out of the pandemic that's come out of it that I see as a positive is that everybody is now aware of mental health and the impact that it has on everybody and mental health doesn't know any whether you're rich you're poor you're black you're white you're gay you're straight you're boy or girl it has no boundaries whatsoever and mm. and it's been i don't want to say refreshing because i don't want anybody ever to have uh, mental health but from somebody who's struggled Unless yeah. you've had mental health, you never truly understand. And so many people are more understanding. So, I agree. Yeah. And, Which is amazing. But you know, you're quite right. 10 years ago or 15 years ago, the difference in how people are now aware of mental health and the importance. And also to, to teach our children at school, particularly about mental resilience. You yeah. Know, I, I, you sound the same as me. I only learned the skills to deal with my anxiety when the crisis happened i wasn't yes. given those skills before we're taught Agreed. how to exercise because it's good for yeah. our body we're taught yeah. how to eat healthy because it's good for us but yeah. we're not taught mental resilience which is right. crackers so yeah that's like the biggest thing as well because with when i was in school it was all about food exercise and that Learning. was it and yeah. that is almost like the tip of the iceberg, really, isn't it? There's so much underneath the ice, underneath the water that is resilience and mental health. And also, like, 
just like life skills, like happiness mm. and like just, I think that stuff. Imagine having life skills in school, but actually life skills, I mean actual life skills, yeah. by the way. Um, like banking, um, teaching about budgeting. money as well. Yeah, budgeting, things like yeah. that. Yeah, teaching children about money. How many people do you know in, in this last year who have suffered with mental health because of money issues? How intrinsically Yeah, loads. And, yeah. and it's, it's funny because I come from a geeky sort of science kind of perspective. So everything you're talking about, there is science behind what you're saying. Like your brain has this neural plasticity that, you know, you're saying about the change from a negative to a positive. Your mm. brain has changed, it's actually physically changed it. And they've proven that having gra doing gratitude. So, and it doesn't have to be the big things like, oh, I'm happy for my family and, the, you know, my bed. No, it can be as simple as I've looked out the window and a bird has flown past. I'm grateful for seeing that. It can be dead simple oh. things, you know, and it doesn't have to be the grand gestures. And they've proven that if in the morning or the evening, whenever your best time is, if you do this gratitude, one or two things a day after, and I don't know what the time scale is, I'm sure you may know this answer. After X amount of days, your brain starts to change into a more positive mindset. Is, is that right, Jack? It is, it's 21 to 30 days. So yeah. whenever I do something, I kind of force myself and say, well, do this for the next 30 days and then if you don't want to do it anymore you can stop then but i forced myself just to give it a go for 30 days and that is what i said about uh, meditation and i said do meditation for 30 days and then if you want to stop you can um and that was five years ago and yeah. i didn't stop that's amazing well i always describe all these alternative therapies and along my journey of health and wellness from when i knew i had uh, mental health problems I describe all, and I don't like to use the word alternative therapies. They should just say other therapies that are out there. Yeah. You know, not everything is about medication and what the doctors give you. Don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. if there's something wrong, you run to the doctors. The doctors are incredible. And, Agreed. Yeah, and some people, I needed medication, but there are other things out there. And I describe it like the Goonies. I love the Goonies because I'm 800 years old and I grew up on the, go, the Goonies and it's great that I've introduced my children to it. And you know at the very end when they find the pirate ship and there's that treasure chest of gold. And I describe all the alternative therapies as that gold. You open the treasure chest up and you go, wow. And you try something on and you go, oh, no, I don't like that. And put it down and then you try Mind something else. You go, oh, I'm keeping that. I like that one. And, and, and then you go through yeah. and you find you dip in and you dip out of the bitch. You're like, I love meditation. I love mindfulness. I'm not great at meditation, but I like mindfulness. I love gratitude. I love aromatherapy. I love my CBD. I love crystals. I yeah. Love all these things. I like yoga, but I don't do it enough. But I love running. And um, so, you you know, you, you go. Mm -hmm. So everybody needs to look in the Goonies treasure box and find the bits that do and don't fit. And for one person, it might be one thing. And for another person, it might be a whole load. And there you might be it. a... Or other person who goes, do you know what? I'm too scared. I am not even looking in there. A bit like my husband who goes, don't need that. Um, I'll just go to the doctors. So, <laughs> and that's fine as well. I you get know. it. I get it. So it's the Goonies it. treasure like, box. It's like try what. It's almost like kind of go what works for you because we're. I think we're getting better now, but we're so kind of. We feel like we have to do everything a certain way, um, because if we do it a certain way, then that's the right way. But I try to say, how about how it makes you feel? Forget about being right or not. How does it make you feel? Go from way. that angle. Yeah, that, it's like, um, what's the lovely lady? Um, is it um, Marie Kondo who does the joy? It sparks and gives you joy. It's the same yeah. thing. If and, and the whole thing about gut, you know, your, your gut is your second brain. So no wonder they refer to it as 
feel it in your gut or it don't feel like that or you know straight away that in you know oh my god it feels right you i think sometimes we need to believe in ourselves a little bit more and trust trust what we feel and and even down to like one of the biggest things that i did about my journey is um i got rid of toxic people i didn't realize they were toxic me too and unless that person i want to see them and talk to them and i shouldn't leave that conversation feeling a bit fed up and a bit you know yes even if you've had a really dark conversation because that person or you are going through a difficult time you should leave that conversation feeling supported and cared for and not judged yeah and if you don't or you think oh god i've got an hour to spend oh i'm going to drain the life force at me get rid of them you don't have You're to right. be rude like being oh, i don't your friend you just i agree away. yeah and that's part of that journey as well, isn't it? And that's interesting when you said about the gut as well. I feel like there's such a big link for me with food, nutrition, and then my mental well-being. I'm really learning it more so in the past twelve months, and I'm, it's huge, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like huge, 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 like what we huge. eat and our mental health. Yeah. It's quite mind-blowing, especially the gut and stuff. I'm do you really... ever oh. do you ever find that when, like, when I'm very anxious, it affects my gut immediately? Meets, yeah, massively. Yes. I, I had IBS as well. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. I had IBS when I was in, oh gosh, it was, again, I didn't realise at the time, but it was for all of the years that I had anxiety. And then looking back on it, I realised that that was almost like a manifestation of the anxiety because uh, all my anxiety went to my stomach, mm-hmm. all of it. Um, and it was pretty bad IBS actually, but I've not had it in years now, which is incredible because I know some people who still suffer really, really badly with it. Um, but the only reason mine has improved is because I've done all of this stuff. So it's kind of just worked on it. Um, and that was one of my main, that was my first reason for starting this journey was I thought I really don't want to have IBS anymore because it was really starting to, um, it was really, really affecting my life and like how I did things. Um, and yeah. I feel like now, I just feel like I've just got an average stomach, which yeah. sounds weird to say that out loud, because you used to get something opposite. Yeah. It's, it's funny, amazing. I have to do, um, um, one of the podcasts that I've done is with a lady that we were doing gut health and how CBD works with the gut and how it helps wow. with the anxiety. So that was a really interesting, I get a bit geeky and sciencey on that. I need um, to listen to that ASAP then, don't I? Yeah, so I'll put that on um, when it comes up online. But no, that's a really, really interesting one because we do. We, we basically started having a chin wag about it, and then we oh my god, we need to record this. There's nuggets of gold in here. So hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that kind of leads me on to the the question of how did you discover CBD? Was that part of mm-hmm. the journey? Because I know I think it was. Um, I think you've been you with my product for what is it about a year now? I can't remember, but. Well, it's it's coming up to that. So actually, it's through um, it's through a mutual friend of yours. It's through Hayley Coxon. Hayley. Oh, she's yeah. an angel. And she's all about the nutrition and the mind. That's why. Yes. That's why. So we've got um, we have got her to thank. So last year, I was doing some work with her, and as you know, because she's holistic, she doesn't just work on the mind. She's like actually like tell me about what do you take, what supplements. Um, we looked at everything. And she's like, well, do you use CBD? I was like, well, I don't actually. I've heard about it. And she was like, I use it every morning, every night. And I was like, do you know what? I'm going to give it a go. And um, I said, oh, I've looked online and you'll know this. It is a minefield. You look online for CBD. And I was just like, this is stressful. I'm, I'm not sure to also different. I'm like, where do I begin? It's quite hard, isn't it? And um, she was like, well, I use this amazing brand. It's, you know, it's an independent oh. brand. And 
I'm all about whenever I can now I'll support independent businesses because it's so important like with everything I do I try to make sure I can do it with an independent one uh, and she's like yeah here it is uh, from Michelle I thought you know what? I'm gonna give it a go and honestly instantly I could I instantly got results from it and for me although I don't get very anxious I can be very hyper because I'm so kind of like productive and like doing stuff and it, it can be quite a lot sometimes. So I just started doing it in the morning, put it under my tongue, it's so easy to do. And I just, it, it really just works with what I take already. Mm -hmm. I also take like apple cider vinegar tablets and like vitamins and it kind of just slotted into my routine. And as you know, I, I've not stopped choosing it since because I keep buying bottles from it because <laughs> so it's just um, well, when one bottle's empty and another one is ordered. Yeah, and it is, it's, it's, it's as, and that's what I say, you're using it correctly. It's not the be all and end all, it's as well as all of those other things that you're doing. And it's, um, and it's, it's funny with you saying about, you know, the minefield out there, that's how I set the company up. I discovered it five years ago in my journey. Wow. Um, yeah, that's how I that's how I came across it. So I discovered this amazing uh, product. I started taking it. It was an American brand, and it was great I, for you for anxiety. And there is science behind why it works instantaneously. Because well, they're not sure if it creates more andenanamide or makes you an andenanamide to stay in your body longer, which is your, your bliss hormone, for want of a better mm -hmm. word. On another side of it, they think people who struggle with anxiety produce too much FAAH. And this is where I get geeky. That's a molecule that go gobbles up your feel good, this andenanamide. So when ah. andenanamide's done its job and sent the neural transmitter to your receptor, goes, I want you to feel happy and healthy and all those lovely, wonderful things. This is a very simple term. FAH yeah. comes and goes, thanks very much. You've delivered the message, now go away. But sometimes what happens is it's not delivered the message and FAH gobbles it up. So they think, some research coming out, people who struggle with anxiety who are kind of, you know, they talk about the A and the B person. Yeah. They're not sure whether you don't produce enough andenanamide or you produce too much of the FAH. And CBD almost stops the FAH working. So that's why it can help very, very quickly. Um, and to kind of explain that in more detail. So you know when you eat dark chocolate, you get that feel-good feeling. Mm -hmm. yes, dark yeah, chocolate yeah. works in the same way with the FAAH. Really? So, yeah, it's not the chocolate that makes you feel good it's the fact that the chocolate blocks the enzyme and there's your science <laughs> oh my so i told you i was a geek so yeah cbd works for anxiety and stress and all those things and like we've just said if you're if you're feeling less stressful the rest of your body works better you sleep better when you sleep better you repair when you feel in a better sleep position you eat healthier you do a bit more exercise and it, it, it's upward spiral not the downward but yeah I've, I've gone off on a one science and you know what though for people listening i think this will be interesting i think there was a misconception as well because when i told my family oh i'm taking cbt they're like you're not stressed you've got anxiety you're stressed it's like you're not mm. getting it i'm i'm actually okay that this is why i'm taking it yeah. because it's going to enhance to what i'm doing there's a misconception there so if people listening thinking i'm not anxious i've not got anxiety i don't need it actually it complements and it almost Sorry, wrong word, it enhances me. That's the word I use, it enhances me. So whatever I'm doing, my mood enhances it. Although I'm already feeling good, it just improves it. When I have times where, a great example, uh, if, I, if I've if i got something the next day that's happening that might be making me feel anxious, before I go to bed, I'm like, I need to do some CBD. So I sleep okay tonight. 
And I remember Hayley saying that, that yeah, she took it every single night and for her, sleep is a really big thing that she sometimes struggles with and it's helped so much. So it isn't just if you've got anxiety, no, because I was in a really good place, but I thought I'm going to try this. And yeah, I did still see a difference. Although I felt good, it just gave me even more. It's like we went up a level, so we were there and then we went there. So yeah, it, it enhanced everything, it's great. Well, I think that's part of the, so they actually think there's going to be an, an endocannabinoid deficiency. Most people have it, so as you age, as you, your diet or stress factors, your system doesn't work correctly. And then you end up with these things, you know what you say, oh, it's just me, it's just the way I am. I've got an ache here yeah, and a yeah. pain there and a headache there and a weird hormone there. So they're actually saying, so we take, so for example, I've been brought up, uh, my mum, when I was little, at winter, we all got thrown vitamins, a multivitamin down our neck in the winter to ward colds off. And I do the same with my kid. Oh, take these, you know, these um, yeah. multivitamins. We do that to stop things happening. So why are we not taking a product to stop things happening? We all eat healthy food because we know it's better than eating junk food. We all do exercise to ward off the, you know, the extra bits of uh, timber that we all, yeah. you know. But um, yeah, I could, I could bore you for, for hours with science, but um, I'll, I'll try not to. But thank you, Hayley, for, um, I'll give her a shout out for, for introducing yeah. And I'm so pleased it's helping you. But it now leads me on to my next question. Now, you've been very quiet about what you do. Now, you've got a journal that you've published, haven't you? So yeah. come on, let's hear about this, because this is part Go of your journey. Yeah, I will. Um, so obviously, like I said, started in, um, in 2016. Uh, when I was 19 and so the book and the journal the backstory is that I never planned on doing this so just like I've not really planned any of this I think that's what's kind of nice about it it was never a plan everything I do is just the vehicle that's how I describe it everything is the vehicle to get my message out there so the only reason I'm, I'm on Instagram is to reach people to get the message out there the same with podcast the same with everything I do it's just so I can it's just a vehicle that I can use so I never planned on doing these things, but I knew that I can't stay silent now I know what I know. I can't stay silent about it. I couldn't keep this, and maybe some people do, but I can't keep this information to myself. I can't keep this all to myself. I can't keep this secret because people need to know about how life really can change and people need to know this. Everybody needs to know. And I just felt something in a calling that I need to get this out there and then for me thinking that, I started uh, just typing down notes on my phone, my iPhone, uh, like tips on like mental health and positive thinking, but it was actually for me in the future in case I ever slipped again and just needed a bit of a boost. Yeah. So that is how being the best Jew um, started, was me just putting notes on my phone. And then I thought, oh, maybe I could release like, just like a small guide for people, just like a little guide on positive thinking. So I, I kind of just started typing that. And as time went on, the notes just got more and more. And I thought, oh, it's going to have to be a book then. So it was never like, on my vision board, I'm going to write on this book. I've, uh, I had no writing background. It's never something I've aspired to do. It just went from being, I want to get this out there, to then, oh, I guess it's going to be a book then because there's, there's so many notes. And then it just happened. And it, I, I spent three years doing it. Um, and I released it in 2019. So, yeah, three years I spent on it. And I released it two years ago this summer. So that's, that's been the best year. It's been like, um, it seems very much your passion is to help other people. And, and if you can help, I always say, I think when you've had mental health, if you can help one other person not feeling that place, 
you've done your job and I think you're helping loads of people. It's the only reason I'm alive because I remember times where I just, you know, it sounds so awkward to say it, but I just go to bed and say I really don't want to wake up the next morning um, because That's I was in such a like that I thought if this is what life is going to be like, I just don't want to be here. So, yeah, I, I believe the only reason I am alive is to help people. So that's, that's what happened with the book. And then the journal I released last year, and that was, just, that was just born because I do lots of different practices. So I thought I'm going to make a journal. And in there, there's like gratitude, self-care, where you can do your own self-care stuff. Um, you can set goals, you can reflect, you can do a mental health check-in. Really, the things that I do, I thought I'm going to put it into a physical thing again. And then that's how that happens. So Amazing. it's almost like one thing that's just flowed into the next. It just kind of flows yeah. like that. Um, and yeah, it just continues to base. Whatever comes up in intuition, I kind of just do it and, and see what happens. And feel it in your gut. If, if it helps <laughs> just one person, then it, like you said, that's, that's it, isn't it really? It's just, hopefully it does. And that, that's, that's really just why I do it. It's just, but, well, yeah. I'll, I'll, put all, I'll put all of your links to your, your journal and your book in, in, the, oh, in, in the, um, the podcast. And um, it kind of answers the next question to kind of led on to, what would you say to somebody who is possibly feeling in that dark place? What do you think maybe one bit of advice that you could yeah. give that 13 year old boy mm. or that uh, 20 year old woman or 45 yes. year old woman, if they're in that dark place, what do you think? you could say to them that maybe would just help them see the next day and maybe get help, what would you say? I'd love to, because I think what I'd say, and going on my experience, I remember, and I, guess, I think people will be able to relate to this quote because it's quite, it's one that we say a lot. When I was in such a dark space with PTSD and everything that was happening when it was the low, the low, 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 I could not for the life of me see light at the end of the tunnel. I just couldn't see any. And I had counselling, and in that counselling, I remember them saying, you know, you will find light in the tunnel, it does get better, you will be okay. And I didn't believe them at all. And I, I remember really fighting with them over this because I just, I didn't believe them. And I said, I'm sorry, I, I don't believe that. I do not believe it's going to get better. And I, I, I believe, I believed at the time that I was going to be like it forever. Um, and you do. When you are in that, you feel like this is it forever. And um, it feels like an eternity as well, and isn't I, it? And I think this is why if I go from this angle, hopefully this, even if it just, people come and like to snip it, because from that, I'm saying this to you now, and it did get better, and I did find light at the end of the tunnel, but I promise you, when I was in that space, I, I used to listen to things like this, people like me now saying, it gets better, and I said, to myself now I don't believe that it's not going to get better I don't believe I am going to get better and I've actually done that so hopefully people can see that you really can because I, I trust me I know I never believed it either and I'm here now I never believed it at all and I'm here now so I'm not just saying it this you know I'm not just saying it to be nice this is real you really can and do and will get better um the only thing I would say is to never give up and to please inform and tell others because you can't you can't do it alone because it's just too much and it's it's too hard to bear and it's so exhausting whether that is depression or anxiety or bipolar disorder or schizophrenia or anything on those spectrums it could be anything um 
it's too much to bear. You need to tell somebody. Yeah, and, and, I, and, get, and, you, and I don't, don't quite. I, I felt that it just it is you, you're absolutely right and I think it is it's scream for the help and actually the one thing that I found that I was scared of asking for help but when I did ask yeah. for help oh my god I was overwhelmed with how kind people were not just professionals but actually some of my friends they overwhelmed me with their thoughtfulness and understanding and people do and I think that's maybe the message we should you know say that like you say, there is light. Look yeah. at look at you and how amazing you you, you know you, you've got a fantastic Instagram. You've got a published book and a journal, and you look healthy and well. And I just think your testament to say to people, look look at what you can do. It can happen, and you know I think people tend to think that these sorts of things are, are only reserved for certain people. But from doing this journey, I now know that to be. That's false. Anybody can do this. I I really do mean it. Like anybody can change their life for the better. It really doesn't matter who you are or where you live or anything. And that's my biggest thing with what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I think the biggest one for me is, and I say this every morning when I do my um, my manifesting that no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, what your postcode is, what your financial situation is, especially that one by the way, anybody can still change their life. I really want to remove all of those barriers because a big barrier for people is money, is their postcode, is their family situation. Those are big, big ones. And those ones normally stop people from doing anything and they just continue being the same. And I've experienced all three of those um, coming from a single parent house with a bit of a broken family and all sorts of things going on. And in many ways, it all seemed impossible. Like there's no way somebody like me could do these sorts of things and that's what I used to say to myself when I was quite negative and that's why I just want to say you know none of those barriers can get in the way I know it you don't have to be a reality star you don't have to be a celebrity I promise you because I know because I've done it has it been easy no it's been really hard at times because I have been barriers but I was just determined to never give up because I thought I'm sorry if, if all these people that I see on Instagram can live you know, pretty good life. Why can't I? Why can't I as well? Why can't I change? Why can't I work on myself? And yeah, I just, I had to make it happen because nobody would do it for me. Nobody would. So, and Jack, yeah. that's absolutely brilliant. And I think you're a testament to how hard you've worked and a real ambassador for showing what you can achieve with determination and from being in that dark place. And Jack, yeah. you've been an absolute oh, pleasure oh. to talk to. Um, guys, uh, Jack, would you Love want to give your Instagram handle out or your um, website? And then I will sure. be on. Um, Instagram is I am Jack Walton, and on there you'll have a link to everything that I do. So if you go on there, you'll just see everything. That's the I best one. And I just wanted to say, Michelle, thank you so much because this has been so lovely and it's just been so nice, hasn't it, to connect? I've have loved a really so good chat. I've loved it. Thank you. Thank you for having um coming on the show. Um, I will uh, say goodbye Good and thank you very much for joining us. And we'll speak to you soon. Take care, Bye, everybody. Guys.